Multiverse was destroyed. The heroes of Earth 616 and Earth 1610 were powerless to save it. Now all that remains is Battle World, a massive patchwork planet composed of the fragments of worlds that no longer exist. Each region is a domain unto itself, maintained by the iron will of its god and master, Victor Von Doom. Welcome to the end of the world. We'll be with you every step of the way for Marvel's Secret Wars event. This is War Report, episode number four. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Kevin. A lot of reading this week. <sighs> Twelve books. No, uh, no, I, no main title. Just a bunch of tie-ins. No, seriously, can't stop, won't stop with Marvel right now. This is starting to make sense for me. It's starting to make sense. All right. <laughs> this week was kind of uh, yeah, a little so-so, fifty-fifty for me. There, there was one book in particular this week that I think is going to be the book you need to pay attention to. That's going to um, it, it's going to bring, bring some stuff back into uh, Marvel's new and all new, all different universe. This book that I'm talking about, Weird World by Jason Aaron. And uh, who's the artist on it? Um, we've got Mike Del Mundo. Exactly. This book, I mean, just on its own is amazing. Now, let's go back a little bit. And we'll, uh, you have no idea who Archon is, right? No, not at all. Okay, so Archon is actually this, uh, he, he, he was a 70s character that's kind of like a Conan sci-fi version. He was like this guy who lives on this um, this planet called Polchakis or, or Polmachakis or something like that. I, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but uh, so he's like this, he showed, first showed up in the Avengers and uh, I believe it was issued number 75 in uh, mm-hmm. 1970 and he just kind of shows up every now and then he was he's he's been in i think a couple sci-fi their their sci-fi world books kind of thing very conan like he he's uh he was actually showed he actually showed up in the x-men cartoon from the 92 series and he showed up in uh the fantastic four cartoon in the 90s um so i'm surprised you don't remember him he, he, he fell in love with storm for a little bit but uh, anyways, okay. um, this is a character that ha- that they kind of pulled out of the woodworks. A lot of people don't remember who he is. And uh, this book starts off with him not knowing where he is. He's on some bizarre planet. OK. And where he's getting attacked by these weird uh, dragons. And he's been all through this planet. And he has no idea what it's this flat floating planet that just you know, he has no idea what's going on. At some point they show this, this map that he's made of himself. And it's, it's, it's the map of weird world. That's what he's called this place. He doesn't even know what it's called, but it's, uh, there's these things that says like burning rain and cannibal convoy. They eat people, the caves of the D- the devil dinos. Um, there's, uh, uh, these creatures that like these skulls with, with flames on them on motorcycles. And so I, th- it could be he, that he's been going through all of um, Battle Battle Planet, but we're not really sure, you know. Um, but he, as he's doing all this, uh, he gets attacked by these flying dinosaurs that look like they've got some kind of metal on them and stuff. And then he's uh, attacked by these weird, um, what would you call them? They're like ogre things, right? These yeah, giant, yeah. Giant teeth. Uh, and so... The, there's one panel that kind of pretty much sums up uh, everything that happens. It says, uh, today I survived squid sharks and gun ogres in a fall into the clouds only to, to die with a dragon at the bottom of the sea. I suppose I should not be surprised. Tis just when you when you die underwater that you do not expect to be at the hands of apes. There's freaking apes in diving suits. <laughs> How much better can this book get? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so the key thing here is the last page. You see uh, this castle, and it's surrounded by, it looks like lava, right? And there's these mm-hmm. things, there's these these creatures. Um, they're, they're talking with this, uh, this woman who ends up being uh, Morgana Le Fay. Um, and she refers to these people as... The Magma Men. Okay. 
this is where I'm going to blow your freaking mind. Yeah, because I'm so lost right now. In the late, or the like early 80s, there was a toy line that Marvel put out comic books for called Crystar. Now, Crystar was actually a really, the, the comic book was great. And um, it was uh, it was a Mattel toy, but there were a few issues that like like at one point um, uh, the X Men show up in Crystar. They just were trying to get it to buy, to sell the book. The villains in the Crystar comic book were the Magma Men. Okay. This world is Crystar's world. They're gonna bring Crystar back into the Marvel universe. Now I don't know how they're gonna be able to do this with um, the fact that it was a toy license, but. It's gonna happen. We've already seen the magma men. Uh, these, uh, the, I, I believe that the ogres were were part of it too, and the the uh, the dragon is, um, you know, part of uh, of this. Now, the interesting thing when you look at uh, there, it looks like they're kind of fishing for that dragon. Mm-hmm. Remember the uh, hook comes out of the water, and it's it almost looks like it's going upside down. Right, he's being dragged up. Right. Into that pool in the sky. Now, you remember the first issue of uh, of Secret Wars where they went through, they, they went, you know, that, that big, uh, the big lake mm-hmm. and they went into the other planet. Oh. So there's, I think there's like portals to other dimensions or something like that. That uh, that's where Weird World just happens to be. So this book is the one to pay attention to people. This book's gonna. Oh, I, 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 I see that. Yeah, I see that now. Okay. All right. All right. I think I think Archon's gonna be a character that they're gonna bring back into the uh, the Marvel universe in a big way. Um, he's gonna be like this time traveling Thor or something, or time traveling kind of Conan kind of character. Um, he's a really cool. I, I loved I loved him in this book. That he's just like he wants to give up, but he's got he's trying to find his home planet, and it's nowhere to be found. So it's like, how the hell did he even get here? So. This is the book to pay attention to. Not only the fact that it's beautiful and it's well written, but it's going to be a book that that really kind of sets off what's going to happen in Secret Wars. Pay attention, folks. What else do we have that brings us a little bit uh, closer to understanding what the fuck is going on with Secret Wars? Uh, well, it, when it comes to uh, well, I think probably one of the most relevant books this week was um, Captain Marvel and the the Carol Corps. That one, yes, of course. Uh, what, uh, what let people know what happened? Okay, so it was written by uh, Kelly Sue uh, DeConnick and Kelly Thompson, and artist was David Lopez. So basically, this is the land of Hollowfield, and it's Captain Marvel and a bunch of these girls who are awesome pilots. And they all just sort of hang out and, you know, um, play war type games to, you know, see who can pick songs off the jukebox so they don't have to listen to Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone anymore. Um, but as the the issue starts off with them playing tag, the uh, the Thor Corps fly in and um, she sees Kit, who's, um, you know, her like friend and fan, like in the regular series. And now she's grown up and she's part of the Thor Corps and she says something very key to um, Carol that you know sort of establishes what's happening in battle world as far as the planet but she's like she says that Doom had created her hammer from a star in the sky and then we realize that there is no stars in this world she mm-hmm. said, you know, she she kind of was like really she was like what does that even mean and when she brings it up to the girls later they said that um, basically there's only the sun and then there's the void. Um, so later on, um, I guess the barrenness of this planet is, um, or this land is, uh, uh, Baroness Cochran. Uh, and she has a mission for Carol to blow up a ship that's holding supposedly Ultron AI. And when they go to blow it up, she stops, oh, she tries to stop it because she realizes it's not Ultron. It's like an actual crew of human beings and she ends up saving one of them. And now it's like she's determined to find out what Kit means, like about Doom pulling stars out of the sky. Um, but yeah. I, now, the guy that she saved, is that Sam Wilson? Yeah. Oh, I kinda, didn't even notice looks, that. Kind of looks like him, doesn't it? Possibly. It could also be. Um, 
Let me double check that. It could also be Rhodey because her and Rhodey are together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was that was going to be my choice. I think that's interesting because like also knowing that um, Johnny Storm is the son, you know, and it's like we never really think like what's outside of Battleworld. And so there's no stars and everyone's sort of like weirded out by that. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about this book? I wonder if the stars are Captain Universe. Oh my god. Dude. And that's where we Dude, found, probably. you know, the the Captain that Universe is fa- fallen to the, from uh, A force. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. And why wasn't Dude. <laughs> why wasn't Captain Marvel part of A force? She was, wasn't she? Yeah, she's in there. She's in that world. So how is she in two worlds at the same time? I don't know why are the X-Men in 5 thousand different worlds on battle planet i don't well, fucking know because they have five thousand different i just didn't i, I see that's the part where that that starts getting we'll really see, confused but, with secret wars no it's but just, there's also well also you know there's there's technically right now there's a couple different captain marvels there's the one that stepped off the ship um in well, that's wars. the one that's the one that we know of six, see, the and six, then six version. other versions so i'm saying i'm see, this is the part that confuses me <laughs> i don't like when there's multiple things Ugh. So I th- do you think okay? Do you think maybe with Secret Wars at the end of this they're gonna take things that have ha- okay? So so there's multiple Captain Marvels, right? There's the A Force version. There's the six one six version that was in the the you know the life raft. There's uh, this version from the Carol Corps. Um, there's probably two other different versions, right? Do you think maybe they're gonna take those, merge them all together, right? And you'll have that one consistent timeline of merged Carol, right? So she's got different part, like like they make up their own timeline based on all these different events. Um, I could see that. It's just that I feel like this is such a weird book to to take from from like from that theory because just like like how we know for sure now that Old Man Logan is coming back. For the new, you know, all all new, all different uh, Marvel, like like these Captain Marvels aren't that different. They seem like the Captain Marvel that you know I've been reading all like through all of a uh, Kelly series. So they do just, right now, but four issues later, you might might not know. Oh no, absolutely, yeah. So we, I mean, honestly, we don't know, but they also don't look that different. They look like. You know, it's it's not like okay. Here's but what I, what I'm saying is it's it's, and... it's different. Okay, so sh- maybe we'll see like like she has a Carol core when she comes out of this. Like the you know, there's a different whole different kind of take on it. I don't know. I'm just saying. That. Oh, I could see it. I just feel like this is also. It feels more like um as much as it it's relevant to Secret Wars, um as far as world building. I feel like this was just sort of like a fun book to do. Like I'm like well, how can we hang out? Have Captain Marvel hang out with a bunch of cool diverse women pilots you know and that's what it sort of felt like but yeah you know i i would like to see these girls like in the main uh marvel universe like they seem fun so we just got to keep reading as it's only issue number one so yes but i enjoyed it uh next book up to talk about i think we should mention marvel zombies uh oh my issue God. number one by yeah. uh simon spurrier and kev walker Fuck yeah, Kid Walker. So Marvel Zombies was the book that I I was just like, what the fuck? I hated the. I, I really was not a big fan of the Marvel Zombies. Oh come story. on, it was fun. Know, it was just, but the thing, like, it was fun the first time when they did like six different other books. It just kind kind of got more and more lame. Um, mm. so I was like, okay, why should I read this? And you open up the first page, and it's um Elsa Bloodstone, who we've seen show up in you know previous um. Yeah, she was in, uh, God, she's Ulysses Bloodstone's daughter, uh, and her um, brother is Colin Bloodstone from yeah. Avengers Arena and mm-hmm. um, all the other Avengers books. Um, but, uh, and she was also, they kind of reintroduced her as well in Next Wave, which is a fantastic book that everybody needs to read. Um, she's a great character that I think people just kind of, haven't been able to write properly or something she hasn't really got so this is the book that people like people are going to take notice with with her and um basically she's kind of the protector on the wall right she's kind of she's kind of the buffy the vampire slayer of the wall uh or the 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 shield we should say 
and uh, she's we just open up with her fight. She's she's fighting a demon called the Red Terror, who um, is basically uh, uh, the zom- a zombie version of um, Azazel. Azazel, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, he's bamfing everywhere. I was like, uh, hello. I didn't, I, didn't know the, I didn't know these zombies took on new personalities, though. That was the weird thing. Like, like it's kind That's of a, yeah. a new a new personality for him. But uh, so he, it's great because you really look into um, uh, uh, Elsa's life and how she became who she is. And it's, she's fucked up. Yeah, a lot of daddy issues. <laughs> a total daddy issues. Uh, you get to see the a zombie version of Doc Ock. Who just says superior? <laughs> so great. <laughs> and she blows him away. And then there's this little kid that she finds that's that's following him around, who I think looks a lot like uh, she. He, this this kid's wearing like some kind of weird suit, and she doesn't question it. It's just this kid just starts following her around, and and she's just mean to this little kid, and like uh, he keeps him shut up. Yeah, and and he's he's like, well, you know, we gotta. He, basically, the the this red terror has has teleported her really far away from from the shield, and she's got to get back. And um, she gets she gets uh, attacked by the juggernaut, the zombie version of the juggernaut, and uh, her bloodstone that she's been wearing around her neck actually, um, like we see this weird power that blows just just destroys the juggernaut. Um, and she's like, huh, this thing's never worked before. Um, and we see, uh, they, they decide to start taking off to, to go back to the shield and it's just tons and tons of zombies fight their way through. The very last panel though, is, uh, we, we see reference to, um, a, a dagger that, uh, her father gave her and then take, took away from her. And the very last page, the very last panel, we see that dagger in the hands of a zombie. So it uh, looks like we're going to get right. Bloodstone, the original one, back. So this is a great book. Beautiful. I mean, it's it's well written. Um, it's 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 kind of, you know, a Walking Dead, um, Last of Us kind of story. So you think the kid in the, the suit is maybe somehow related to Cammy? Because that suit kind of looks the same, right? I'll definitely have to go back. But I wouldn't I'd be happy to hear that because I she's a character that I want to see back into um the marvel u because she sort of just disappeared after um undercover ended yeah. but um i definitely i like the the tone of the book because it's very like here's some really dark badass things we're doing and she's sort of just like tough love and sort of comedic and you know at the very beginning it's uh striker from avengers academy because yeah. i was like oh this guy looks so familiar and i was like oh my god it's freaking striker and he's just like oh god i've been bitten like you know, you're going to kill me, aren't you? And she's like, no, I'm not. And then like totally kills him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess now between, cause the, the route back to the wall is, uh, obviously there's lots of hordes of zombies and she ends up agreeing with Baldy and was like, Oh yeah, let's go South instead. So now they're just sort of going into un unmanned territory. And, um, no, it's a super cool book. Uh, I feel like, in terms of this versus, let's say, like, Weird World, where it's characters I'm not that familiar with, but, like, you know, out of their element, like, I feel like this one's a little more, like, accessible. Like, I could recommend this to someone who doesn't read comics, and, you know, I feel like it's kind of relatable, and, you know, that's, like, zombie zombie characters. Like, that's it. it's cool. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, what else yeah. do we got to talk about? Let's talk about uh, my favorite book ever, Ghost Racers number one. This, if there's one book that has anything to do with what Jamie is all about, it's this one. This is this literally. One that you it's are like so excited about. I geeked out so hard when I when they like um, were announcing that this, you know, it was like, oh, this book's coming out this week, and I had posted up. Um, it's a gif of doof from mad max the guy with the flamethrower guitar <laughs> and i sent it to philippe smith the writer and i was just like oh my god i'm so pumped right now and he retweeted it i was like i'm dead i'm so dead but this whole yeah you just need to read this book with like acdc in the background or something <laughs> like it's so it's that book so um 
so it's written by Philippi Smith, who handles the main all new Ghost Rider series. And then artist was uh, Juan Gideon. And um, basically it takes place in the Coliseum, which we've seen before. It's that place that that Coliseum, that arcade runs. And um, he's obviously it's a lot of competitions where he makes money off of these people. Uh, and so it's all the Ghost Riders. Robbie Reyes, the new guy, Danny Ketch, um, Johnny Blaze, classic Ghost Rider, Carter Slade, who's like. I thought initially he was going to be riding the horse. He's like, you know, no, the old he cowboy. Is the horse. <laughs> he, yeah, he li- he's a centaur, you know, ghost rider. And then um, Alejandra Jones, who also originally is known as Alejandra uh, Blaze, because um, her dad's like a, a drug pusher or something. So anyway, so they all. Um, and she's the ghost rider of uh, 2099, right? No, she's um, she's regular time. She's 616. Oh, she is? Yeah, as far as I remember, okay. she's not from, like, yeah, she's not that far into the future, because her and Johnny Blaze were still, uh, I think she, in, like, a storyline, she convinces him to um, give up his power for a minute so she can take it on type thing. Huh. Okay. Um, so, basically, all of these ghostwriters compete against each other, and they're all, you know, they're all racing. And at this point, Robbie Reyes is the, um, he's the guy that holds the title. He's oh, He always wins. And um, as they're racing, Alejandra almost wins. And you could see Robbie. He's like, no, like, no, please, Doom, no. And he prays to Doom. And then she gets hit by lightning or something. And then you she, see Arcade. There's a, a cannon pops up and takes right. her Right. Because well, it's like the sniper cannon. Like this, you know, like. A... Random. Yeah. Random obstacles in the Coliseum. This yeah. like random cannon takes her out. And so. Um, oh, it was the Russian roulette sniper. Um, yes. And so. Robbie wins the race and then as soon what I love about it is like as soon as they're done it's like this kind of robotic voice it's like oh like now dispiriting you know and so all of them start to not be ghost riders anymore so they start to turn human and then um I guess what's happening is that whoever wins sort of gets you know the night free and everyone else gets put back into a dungeon because as soon as they win these guys come to initially like arrest uh Danny Ketch and he's basically just like f you robbie you know you're gonna know what it feels like one day you're gonna lose and you're gonna know what it feels like to get tortured and um you know robbie's just sort of like whatever i'm doing my little brother gabe and back at the club uh the club jekyll and hyde um which i thought i thought that was pretty funny yeah i was like oh nice nod there um they basically him and his little brother watch highlights of his career and how it's it's cool because it's not just like racing it's like oh he's driving and trying to take down a bunch of venoms or a modok and sentinels and i think it's like zombie saber tooth at some point so that's like a lot of competitions where he's basically this champion. it's like all these obstacles that are in the way of the the, the racetrack right um and so but as as we know his the way he's maintained his fame, it seems kind of unnatural. So I'm like, I don't know if this is something that Doom is planning for him or what. But, um, you know, the last scene basically is back at the Coliseum in the dungeon. Arcade and his this dude, um, uh, Zach Deal or something, they torture the rest of the losing Ghost Riders. And um, Arcade is basically just contemplating how he can get richer off of Robbie, even if Robbie has to die type. So, um but that's the end of that. Um, Relevance-wise, I would you like medium. Like I feel like it's not. Uh, it definitely since this is just one of several books now that talks about the Coliseum and in 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 relation to Secret Wars. Um, I think it's well tied in. Um, but it's also just sort of a fun book by itself. I feel like you don't need to know too much about it. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty book. much just like a. Uh, a standalone it's just a slice of life look at battle planet but or battle world <clears throat> but uh it's not by any means like oh you've got to read this right how do you feel about him being like the one that wins every time do you have a feel any theories behind that no not really actually that's what i just like well okay it's it's robbie reyes he's just cool <laughs> you know i do like how because in all new ghost rider he obviously has this sort of murderous relation he doesn't like it when his ghost rider spirit takes over because he's like a murderer 
Yeah. And uh, as soon as they despirit, it's like, all right, bye, Eli. <laughs> like, see you later. You know, like we're we're cool. He's got that under control, pretty much. Right. Right. So, uh, I loved it. I feel like the art. I wish it was a I, little more. I, I loved it. I thought the art was really? great. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. You just you just want freaking. Uh, tread more on it. that's where oh my god he did a cover and i was like squealing um no but like it's just the art's very like sketchy it's not very detailed but the colors are great in it i um, love i loved it i thought i thought the art was fantastic you're crazy I do love, there's this like great panel where he drives by modok and is like modok's eyes are like popping out and he's like crushed and it just looks so sad <laughs> but it's no, like it's, it's awesome it's, it's a great book pick it up it's it's definitely worth reading and and yeah. it, but it, it it has nothing to do really with with Secret Wars in in the long term. What other books actually are worth reading this week? Um. Well, I actually really enjoyed Inferno number two. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. That, so... That's one of us. Really? What? Really? I just don't, I didn't like it. Okay. Um. I don't know. It's and I don't deep. see what it has to do with Secret Wars. Yeah, no, relevance to Secret Wars super low. Um, I don't this week was just nothing but monsters and demons. Seriously, it's great. <laughs> That's um, true. It's like my it's like my week. Um, so writer Dennis Hopeless, also Avengers Undercover Arena. Hello. Yep. Uh, uh artist is Javier uh Garon and uh and I love the art in this, but and see this is also we talked about because you were like, Oh, um Madeline Pryor's the ruler of inferno but she's actually the former baron so that's yeah. sort of this dark child that's really now which is a um colossus sister. yeah exactly rasputin so um we start off seeing i guess bombshell i know her as boom boom but yeah. she's being tortured by demons because her and nightcrawler essentially they're captured by um dark child and her demon forces and the goblin queen madeline Pryor, and uh, um alex summers and them they're just they're trying to they have they helped out Colossus, but just to help so they can help her get the throne back, essentially, because it's going to be demons versus goblins. And, and um, he ends up his weird disfigured arm that was cursed by his sister. He, for some reason now he can wield Ileana's old sword. Well, he's, and, he's the only one know, that's been able to, to pick it. up. And the, so, he's the only one that's been able to pick up the soul sword. Exactly. Which it, right. it's, it's tied to kind of like the bloodline, so um, and that that weird deformed arm was like a curse from from Ileana, so maybe it's like her reverse magic or something. Uh, I'm not really right. sure, but um, I, I thought that part was actually kind of cool, like him picking up the soul sword. Yeah, it's very like sword in the stone slash Thor. Um, so uh, we also get to see Cable, which I guess is um, Madeline's son. Well, that's where, yeah, that's, it was so funny because I, when I saw that, I completely forgot that Cable is actually the uh, son of, of Madeline Pryor and uh, Cyclops. Oh, I see. So um, that's where that comes in. And I, I love the fact that he's like, you know, pretty much a little kid version of Cable infected by the technology. Right. So. Um, and he befriends Domino, who's also a prisoner, and then she try she gets out and tries to hurt her, and they all become they all basically reach an agreement where they all team up, and at the end it's just them like, you know, about to lead this grand battle against the demons and Dark Child. So, ah, that was cool. I liked and, it. And they turn and you know, uh, Dark Child turns a uh, uh, Nightcrawler into a demon, and that's right. what we see in the last page is, is Demon it's Nightcrawler, true. which is pretty it's awesome. Pretty he looks so kind of like some yeah. weird and like you know, version of uh, like a, bro a brood mixed with uh, an alien. So pretty dope. And, and he spits fire brimstone kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Like the book looks beautiful. I just, I'm just like, kind of, eh. I didn't like Inferno when it first happened. So right. um, this is just kind of whatever. I like Dennis Hopeless. I think yeah. you're right well yeah like I, mean, I, I care it, enough about it because i there, i feel like there's a lot of these x-men stories uh i just don't really give two shits about but i like this book he's he's managed to take a kind of crappy plot line and make something cool out of it it just on on a secret war scale this gets like you know one doom it's it's got nothing to do with the book you know like, right. like we, you're, you're no closer to knowing what's going on with secret wars than you are in any other book 
Right. Um, so what else we got? Okay. So probably the book that I think has the high, highest relevance this week uh, with Secret Wars is um, Adeline Rising number two, the Inhumans book. Did you read it? No. Okay. It's okay. I got you. I got you. Um, so writer again, Charles Sewell, artist is John Timms. Um, uh, basically, we left off Black Bolt is the owner of this snazzy Gatsby club called The Quiet Room. And there's this awesome panel, too, where it's like uh, it's Peter Quill as the singer on stage. And then it's like, oh, with this is um, they they were able to um, bring in quail, I guess, to cook for dinner for everyone. So it's like this is Quill and Quail night. And I was like, oh, snap. So um, this basically this whole club, they use the. um the inhuman Eldrak, they use his portal where, because usually it's illegal to world jump, but basically all of these people are barons and important people that are able to meet up in this place. And instead of going all the way to Doomsguard to discuss matters, they can also do it in the quiet room. Or that's what Black Bolt has established. So it's like a speakeasy for... It, yeah, essentially. Um, hmm. Interesting. And it's not, it's not completely, like, it's not super secret, Um everyone knows about it but it's sort of like its own thing like almost like hey that's your turf this is my turf you know some people can't get in so um or black bolt already knows that oran this girl who's um she's an inhuman who's like a detective and knows that she's there for medusa um and he's just charming her he's just like showing her around and everything and um all of a sudden steampunk uh iron man anthony stark shows up uh, from the world of Gear Spear to chatter up and Black Bolt's like, okay, whatever, I'll, I'll leave you at it. And then turns out it's Miss um, Marvel, Kamala Khan in disguise. And for some reason, this version of Miss Marvel that we haven't seen, completely different costume. She's wearing almost like the classic Miss Marvel outfit, but she can go invisible, she can camouflage, and she can take on different identities like Mystique. Well, she, um, she has just- shape-shifting abilities, so wouldn't that be something she can do? Oh, that's true. I totally forgot about that. I just know, like, she doesn't really do it a lot anymore. She I, just, like, stretches. She just doesn't really, because she just can't figure out how to do it. You yeah. Know? So this is a more advanced, which which I think oh, is pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm looking at so it now. Yeah. Um, and so, and then meanwhile, uh, underneath this club is basically where the resistance is at. And all we know right now is they want to sort of overthrow Medusa. They don't like her ruling. They want to help other people. And, you know, she's not the person to be the one to do that. So this guy, he's like my favorite inhuman out of the new humans. And I wish they take more of him, but his name's Frank McGee, which sounds like the fakest name ever, but he's this basically old cop guy who can shine really, really bright lights at you. Um, Cause that's so, so that, that's so useful. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, what the hell? But it's literally just like an old, like, like a sad cop, you know, like a like Harvey from uh from Batman, like Harvey uh Harvey Harvey Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, he's like a sad cop. Um so it's him and like uh uh what's it called? 1602 Murdoch meeting up and they're having a meeting with the rebels and they're talking about bringing supplies to a nation and all of a sudden uh Matt Murdoch hears a heartbeat and knows it's Miss Marvel and he's, he throws a knife and she gets stabbed and um, she tries to escape. But like one of the uh, Hulks that's on their side, Mega Rad, he like uh, he throws her out or whatever. And um, they're basically all like, OK, we've been found out. We need to ditch this place. By that time, Oran, the inhuman cop, bounces and Black Bolt is still like, look, we said we would do this mission to save these people. Let's go through this Eldrak portal and just do it. You know, and they're like, no, we're going to risk our lives. And he's like, well, there is no point unless we risk it. You know, we have to do it. So as soon as they step through, Medusa's already waiting for them on the other side. And um, and then Oron on the quiet room side brings in troops as well. So now they're trapped and, you know. It's it's basically the end of them, and that's that's where we end. I got to catch up on this book. It seems really good. Yeah, it's a lot of like you know rebellious stuff, and nice. I feel like there's a lot like Black Bolt is sort of more in control than the book lets on that he is. You know, it's I feel like he's easily going to get an upper hand on Medusa. Hmm. Interesting. So. Interesting. Uh, how about we talk about? 
God, what's another book that 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 actually uh, ties in with Secret Wars this week? Secret Wars Journal number two. Let's do that. Um, can we just kind of skip over the first one? Oh, it was, it was a fun Misty Knight story, I guess. Uh, it's I don't know. Misty Knight and Paladin from Heroes for Hire, stuff like and that. Then Bat, and Bat Craven. Yeah, it's it's it was a no nothing story, honestly. Um, I do like the Secret Wars journals. How it's it's a little more tied into what's going on with 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 Battle World and and what's going on there you know um but the i like too because at the end of the story it's basically like oh because this takes place in killville like check out this book which is also in killville yeah so it kind of yeah like links in a little bit more like that um but the more exciting thing was uh the second story which i had you know i i, I looked at the first page and went oh it's an electra story which kind of goes back to the Electra uh, miniseries or the Electra series that failed and uh, same art style. I was like, oh, whatever. But Kevin, Kevin, this wasn't Electra. This was Collectra. Exactly. Cause she, col- <laughs> she collects things for, um, for, for Mr. Sinister, you know, his little domain. Um, so I'm reading this and we find out the next page It's called hell's kitchen and it's written by si- uh, Simon Spurrier again and uh, art by Jonathan Marks. And it ends up that Matt Murdock is a kind of like Chef Ramsay character, yeah. and uh, he's he's the cook for um, for for Mister Sinister, and uh, basically Electra hunts down different creatures, and Matt Murdock, who is in love with Electra, but she can't hear him and he can't see her. Um, no, she she can't speak. She that's right. She can't speak, yeah. and he can't see her. Um, so, but we find out that, uh, he's been like this, the head chef for, um, and he's this amazing chef, uh, for Mr. Sinister. And he's been slowly giving, um, poison to Collectra every night to make her, to, to build up her tolerance towards this, this certain kind of poison. And he's eventually going to give it to Mr. Sinister because he hates Mr. Sinister. So right. he finally does it and he, he goes to give, uh, you know, Miss, Mr. Sinister his meal and he has Collectra, uh, actually t- taste before and she dies. And Matt Murdock's like, Oh, what, what the hell? And he's like, do you really think I'm that dumb? Every night you've been killing Collectra and I create a new version of her. Yeah. He clones Cause, her. Cause that's what, that's what Mr. Sinister does. And he's that fucking evil. And, uh, you know, he's, and so the last page is basically he he tells her to take the body and and uh, <laughs> uh, cook it up. Right, and it sucks because it's like now that the new clone has shown up, he tells her, Sinister tells her, like this is the man that's been killing you every night, you know. And so it's like Jesus, like now she knows that you know he can never, yeah, he can never have a thing. Um, but yeah, so it, that was really upped up. It was it was a good. I I I loved the take on Murdoch. You know, it, it was just I'm like Matt Murdoch, a chef. That's a genius idea. So, you know, props to to Simon Spurrier for that. Uh, what else we got? Spider Verse. We can talk about really quick. Um, it has nothing, absolutely nothing absolutely to do with Secret nothing, Wars. Yeah. There's no reason to wor- read this except for the fact that uh, Spider Ham says that he was bitten by a radioactive pig. Um, it was fun. I liked it. I actually liked it, the book. It's a it's a good book, but it was it has nothing to do. It has absolutely nothing to do with Spider Verse. Um, this yeah. might as well just. I mean, but oh, Spider Man Noir shows up, and he's like the best, even though he's kind of racist. <laughs> yeah, but that's who he is back then, you know. And that it was funny because he does drop some some you know a little bit of racism, but uh, you know that's also the time the area that he's from. So you know, I, I like the fact that they didn't gloss that over. But yeah. it has nothing. Like there's there's no reason to read this book. Um, if you want, we Let's, can we can talk about uh, Secret Wars twenty ninety nine real quick. Another book that doesn't have really anything to do with um, with Secret Wars. Uh, if you're following twenty ninety nine, good on you. Um, we just know that Miguel O'Hara is running uh, Alchemax now, and he's got his own version of um, the the Avengers that he's in charge of, and for some reason. This new version of Captain America is a dual personality who doesn't—they don't know each other. So when she like turns into Captain yeah, America, yeah, that was really weird. 
was really weird. We didn't we didn't know anything about this in the first issue. Um, I I I just I don't read uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, so I'm just not that familiar if, if some of these characters showed up before or anything like that. But um, we 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 get a taste of the old uh, twenty ninety nine Hulk in this, and then the new Defenders show up. Um, That's Silver Surfer, yeah. With yeah, them, so. Sil- so that was kind of Silver okay. Surfer and some Asian girl with mystic powers. We don't know. So it's it's just three people of the Defenders, which maybe that's another version of Doctor Strange. Who knows? Um, so yeah, it has nothing to do, nothing to do with uh, Secret Wars. Um, you want to talk about Ultimate End real quick? Sure, that actually does tie in a little bit, right? Yeah, because um, the Thor core shows up, but like you did bring it up that it it does feel like kind of out of place because the rest of the book doesn't. There, there's like this weird i don't know if it's intentional but there seems to be a weird hulk inconsistency which confused me well so this Um, is the book that that kind of ties in 616 and uh, 1610 right right. so Mm -hmm. what what happened in this so basically the thor core shows up and tells the both groups like yo stop messing with this portal you found because doom says so and then they kind of like you know egg it on like oh why and just dumb and so hawkeye ends up dying and um they basically say like well, don't that- don't question us and uh and and Hawkeye does and they just basically char him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um really graphic. He straight up dies. Um there's no coming back from that. And uh the Tony Starks finally decide to team up with each other to uh work together or whatever on this portal. Um Peter meanwhile, Peter visits the uh six one six Peter visits sixteen ten Gwen and Aunt May and it's weird because I guess he died in that universe yeah yeah okay well but so they're just he like did but he didn't <laughs> see that's the thing oh. is if this is following along regular continuity Peter Parker is actually alive and Aunt May and Gwen know that he's alive yeah so because there was just a, a mini series prior to this that uh you know Miles, with Miles Morales and they they figure out that Peter Parker's still alive so right. I don't know why this I don't know where this takes place, what time period this takes place. Anyways, when then then what happens? Um, they cut to like a jail, Punisher's in jail for whatever reason. I guess that's the Punisher we see in the first issue, right? That's gonna shoot everyone. Um No, this is up. the the ultimate Punisher that, that killed Peter Parker. And oh, that's what he's in jail for. I see. Okay. Too many fucking characters. <laughs> um uh the gray Hulk shows up, I guess which is the ultimate Hulk, and then uh, this is the weird part. So Green Hulk shows up, and there's this actually cool panel between 616, Maria Hill, and 1610, Nick Fury. You know, and it's like, which Hulk is that? And it's like, nah, I don't know. It's the gray one. Um, but it's clearly, in, earlier in the book, it's clear that the Hulk we see is Doc Green. He's got a beard. He's got a mohawk. You know, it's very clear. And then we see this Hulk, and there's none of that. He just looks like a regular Green he, Hulk He guy. looks like the Hulk from... But, but so there was that Green Hulk from... Uh, 1610 as well so uh, i i don't i uh, don't know i i, I have yeah. no idea because there was two different versions of the hulk uh that they called nerd hulk um that that was gray that had intelligence so i, I don't know i don't know what version of the hulk this is i don't know like i'm confused by this book. i see every time i read it i just it just gets more and more confusing yeah um, but yeah, it just ends with the superheroes flying over to stop the fight at the prison. So that's really it. Well, whatever. But it's um, weird, like that last page that it, it shows all these different heroes, but you see all these different heroes that we haven't seen yet in anything, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Vision and um, Iceman. And it looks like uh, maybe, I don't even know, Firestar, all these different versions of, of, of characters that we haven't seen from 616 or 1610 yet so yeah i don't know oh whatever pick it up don't pick it up i don't care it's (laughs) i really i really think that this book is just them it was already done in the can and i i stand by it that they just decided to put some pages in here to make it make try to make it make sense i did like this issue though better than the last one It, it made a little bit more sense um i I like that uh the hawkeye got charred that was kind of cool yeah um also um if we want to go into the next book real quick uh your favorite book i bet 
Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos. Another book that has nothing to do with secret Absolutely wars. nothing. Um, but I don't even cool think they mentioned Doom in this. Yeah, it's literally, it's a Deadpool story. I mean, um, you know, uh, writers, Jerry Duggan, artist, uh, Salva Espen. And also colorist is my favorite colorist from Ghost Rider, Val Staples. Oh, yeah, um, Val is awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, Basically, uh, Deadpool's narrating this book, and uh, it's his wife, Shikla, who's about to marry Dracula, and she finds this uh, scepter uh, that her brother left her, the scepter of Manticore. I have no idea. So she she's on this mission to go seek out the rest of the, the scepter to put it together, and but she tells Dracula instead, like, oh, we can't get married yet because I need to bring my brother's ashes to the River Styx. And so... They uh, he sends his howling commandos, which are not anything to do with, you know, it's the Captain America's howling. They're just m- monsters. M- mummy, man, thing, Frankenstein, a Minotaur version of Venom, and uh, werewolf, oh, that's right. were- werewolf by <laughs> night. There was uh, I love that scene though. That was my favorite part of the book. It's like um, it's like oh the fiercest of them all. It's like you know Venom Minotaur. And it's like yeah. he could beat anything as Marcus long as he... the, Men- the the Minotaur with a Cenobite. Yeah. It's like as long as he manages his diabetes. <laughs> and then it's like Dracula, like, here, you dropped your insulin. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's great. Um, and, and they kill yeah. Invisible Man in the first page. So yes, it's it's kinda... it's like, a, I mean, if you like Deadpool, whatever, it's this this really could have just been a Deadpool what if story. Yeah, and well, the cool thing too is this is sort of a new region. We see this is Monster Metropolis, which is if you look at the map, it's underneath Manhattan. So, uh, which which is what we saw. That this is like kind of uh, there there was that that Frankencastle story line that uh, that Rick Remender did with Punisher, where he turned Punisher into Frankenstein. Um, Remender that did that. That was Rick Remender. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Hey, everybody has their faults. But uh, he found that you know there's there's monsters that live underneath the city and there there was a, there was a book that Tim Seeley wrote I can't remember what it's called where it was uh it was Morpheus and and Frankenstein and a couple other books and a couple other uh, characters in the book and so yeah it, it's basically that 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 kind of er you know land or whatever so I don't know yeah. it's not worth reading um, another book that's I, I, did did you read sixteen oh two which, which uh, Angela? yeah did you the like it was amazing yes i ah, see i read a couple pages of it it's just like oh the artwork I is beautiful yeah and they switch between um artists in the scene so yeah um but yeah so uh 1602 which hunter angela number one um also, I'm not a huge Angela fan. Yeah, so. I think that's why why I just couldn't make it through this book was the fact that I, no matter how you break it down, I just don't like Angela as a character. Right. Um, so there's also because it's Angela and then her like partner in crime, this chick named Sarah, who's also from the, her series. So okay, so no um, relevance there. Like for me, you know, I was like because I don't really read her series. So, but it's I do love um, how everything translates into this book. So uh, it's written by. Um, it's written by a couple people because they like switch scenes, I think. And it's Marguerite Bennett. And then a part of it, uh, Kieran Gillian um, writes as well. And then artist Stephanie Hans and uh, Marguerite uh, Sauvage. But um, so we start off with this person that's hooded and then he goes to pray to someone in the woods. And it's like this weird, like, you know, demony hand. And I thought maybe this was a character that shows up later on. But um so Angela breaks into the king's room and brings in a man that she's hunted. And they're like, what the hell is that? And she's like, oh, it's a witch breed, you know? So she's hunting these things called witch breed. So after she brings this dude, um, she basically outs out King James as being a witch breed. And three claws spout out of his uh, out of his hands. And so obviously it's it's freaking Wolverine in, as King James. And it makes sense because it's James Howlett. Um, yeah. And so... She kills him, and uh, it's actually like a really weirdly comedic scene because of the art. But um, now it's like, oh, well, now I, we ho- hope that Charles Xavier takes over the throne because he's he can't stand up, basically. Like, he's good at sitting, you know? Um, and so afterwards, they go drinking, and they go hanging out with uh, the famous playwright, Kit Marlowe. 
And then uh, 1602, Ben Urich approaches them and is basically getting in their face about killing the king. They tell stories. and But the cool thing that I liked about this, um, 1602, Bucky shows up and he's like, you know, I'm Captain James Barnes, uh, House of Buchanan. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, he goes rushing over when Sarah starts swooning and uh, she tells him the story about how she her father died and she joined basically this like nunnery the queen of heaven and uh, her and angela fought alongside each other and became witch hunters and then uh as she's telling the story it's almost sort of like this trick and she ends up outing james barnes as being uh, a witch hunter or, or sorry witch breed um and accuses him of killing this uh lady is to ogun so i think that's like an x-men character right o- ogun um doesn't ring a bell okay i'll look it up later um angela beheads him and he comes back to life and it's like this he looks like the monster from uh john carpenter's the thing and she's like oh you're not a witch breed you're a faustian so he basically sold his soul to the devil and uh he summons his master and it ends up being enchantress so um that's really the end of that book. The only cool thing is Kit advises Sarah, basically, like, don't follow Angela. She's going to be the end of you. And, um, yeah. So, more dark witchy stuff. Uh, I just didn't... I wasn't into Angela. I just can't get into that character. Okay. I liked it. I don't know. It has nothing to do with Secret Wars, though. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. Uh, that, um, that's it, right? No other books? Yeah, that's all, that's all the books this week. All the monster witch sorcery demon books so i think this week we learned that uh chris star is coming back yay uh, i had no idea hey i'm excited um <laughs> it's okay let's hope that next week won't be uh double of what we're reading now <laughs> oh my god every week it's like just they just keep adding more yeah um looks like the war is over jamie where can people find you uh, you could find me on all the social medias at Jamie Rosaurus, and you could find both of us at eGeekPlay.com and all of the social medias on eGeekPlay. And if you're so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're downloading this podcast from. That helps us. This podcast may be free for you, but it's not free for me. It does cost me money to run, and uh, you know, every little bit helps. So if you don't feel like contributing money by buying a T-shirt or uh, you know, excuse the humanity card deck then uh, go over and leave us a review because that stuff does help as well. If you have any questions about what's going on with Secret Wars or you have your own theories, we'd love to hear from them. You can tweet at us, uh, just at eatgeekplay, or drop us an email, kevin at eatgeekplay.com, jamie at eatgeekplay.com, and we will let, we'd love to hear your theories because uh, we, we, we're just making this up as we go along. Yeah. All right. We need you guys. We need you guys on this war report with us. All right, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Say goodbye, Jamie. Goodbye, Jamie.